we are now recording. That's wild. Yeah. This is going out to everybody. The the whole universe, the uh the three people on my my mom who watch this. <laughs> we should they should put this thing on Voyager or whatever. All even though that's like already outside our solar system. Then like aliens can hear this shit and yeah. realize how dumb. Because like back back during the space race, uh, I remember they put out a I think it was a record yeah and a record player it was the golden record that had I forgot what was it was some song dark is the night cold is the ground I think I think that's what it's called I can't correct you I'm I don't know but (laughs) dude it's a good song yeah and then they also put binary uh, for like a picture that was basically saying come anally probe us we're ready yes please yeah. If there's any aliens listening to this podcast, I volunteer my butthole to be probed. Please. I mean, I will do it for humanity. If you if that's what you're waiting for, if you're waiting for our consent to come visit us, please. I am I am consenting. <laughs> I am fully consenting. Please. I want to see aliens. You know, 2020's been shit. If we can get some aliens in here, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm on the same boat i feel like that would be a sacrifice like it like if i could reach interspecies peace for eternity by sacrificing my butthole like that's I something would i would that. do who wouldn't do that but who's, whose butthole is too nice to not sacrifice for you know <laughs> world peace but like i feel like you're begging for it though uh, i'm not sure i can reach you at the same <laughs> level there <laughs> i don't know if begging's the right word I well you, pleading, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just look. I'm just saying, if if there were our aliens and they need to probe something, I will volunteer. I will take that one for humanity. I will bite the bullet. I'm confused though, because I mean, the <laughs> odds are we probably have no idea what life out there looks like. Yeah, because they would have evolved likely in a complete different way than we did, but. I don't understand why they'd have such a fixation on your asshole. Like, does it? That's is a good it, question. Like, do what? Do humans probe stuff? Are we probing animals? Like, if we see a deep, if we get like a deep sea creature, you know, because that's like space, because we don't know what's in the ocean. Like, if we get one of those, do we probe it? You know, in, in we just cut that open, right? In we the, just dissect it in the deep sea. Uh, other animals probe other animals' butts more than we do. There's this one. Uh, no, are you serious? Yeah, there's this. I forgot what it is. It's like a type of. Uh, it's like a type of cucumber or like a, a, a massive worm or something. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> a sea cucumber. No. Um, and there's this type of eel that's attracted to the smell of its anus. It's a really simple type of animal. Um, it, it's literally just a mouth and a tube and, and then a butt. This is terrifying. And what they do is these eels, for protection, they go up and swim inside them through their butt. No. And they hang out inside their gut. Because it, it's like a worm or a sea cucumber or whatever it is. I'll have to look up what it is later. But like it, they can hang out there and it doesn't hurt them. Oh and like multiple, God. And they share it too. Like multiple. Oh, they're symbiotic? It... it I actually don't know what the cucumber or whatever gains from it, but pleasure. I, <laughs> a good I think, time. I think I have a feeling it's brainy sense in a cold cup of coffee. <laughs> a walk of shame in the morning. Oh, yeah, he goes home to his cucumber dad. He's like, All right, I got the rent money. <laughs> also, there's a conversation I have to have with you. Oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I, I feel like it's brain is too simplistic for that. Mm. It, it's just one of those. <laughs> <You> t- <laughs> I don't really think the cucumber has a dad. I don't think the you know, it probably doesn't. It, they probably don't even live that long. His dad's probably already dead. Oh, that's really that's that's kind of a downer. I know. <laughs> poor sea cucumber. Uh, his death <laughs> left a hole in his heart that he had to fill with some eels in his butt. <laughs> anyway that's the greatest intro to a podcast episode we've Hell had yet yeah. <laughs> i didn't even say my name do i need to say my name <laughs> go ahead <laughs> howdy i'm josh this is josh borba everyone that's uh, me. he lives here at the house that i've been recording these uh episodes at so far that's true and by the way um uh, by the time this episode comes out i'm going to be looking for a New place to relocate this podcast, likely. So if you want to help a homie with that, uh, hit me up and we can do some recordings and have some fun. You should get like a, you should buy an old RV. That actually Like all gas, that. no brakes. You oh, know yeah. Guy? No, I love that. <laughs> so you just get like a really dumpy camper and just tour around Idaho and just host your podcast in the RV. That actually be really cool. The overall goal of this whole project is that obviously like you're my friend it's easy to have you on and i am very much interested in what y'all have like for me i already know a lot of stuff about you guys so it's not really stretching it's not making me anxious or or stretching my abilities talking to you guys yeah um just because i'm so uh comfortable and familiar with you but the overall goal of this is to you know the idea of appreciation isn't exclusive to any age any race, any gender, it's something we all can practice with the limited monkey brains that we have. So I don't know, that would actually be really cool to someday like travel around and do this or, yeah, you know. Are you ever going to get, I was thinking about this last night, are you ever going to get your goofy ass on your appreciation project? Because you got to appreciate yourself. I, I You know what I'm saying? I do appreciate myself, or at least I hope. <laughs> but let's get that appreciation on the podcast. If if I ever, I don't know, there's, there's a part of me that feels like that's much too egocentric, despite the fact that it's already called the Poe Appreciation Project. <laughs> by the way, if I haven't made it clear by now, Poe is for people's ordinary uh, or people's original experience. Um, And it was originally just Poe because, yeah, that was my name, to be fair. But, you know, I didn't I, I thought the name was a little bit misleading if I didn't like make an acronym out of it, because it's not about appreciating me. It's like you got to have a cool acronym. Like, you yeah. know, you know how, like when they have a bill in the House or the Senate and they give it like a cool ass name, <laughs> the Patriot Act. The, <laughs> so exactly can, what I was thinking of. So we can totally, spy on you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The Patriot Act. What a great act. I love the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. That's that's shit's awesome. More of that, please. You're you're a communist if you didn't vote for it. That's true. And yet that was like the largest violation of civil rights <laughs> of, of your personal data data. They do do that though, where they make like a cool acronyms, like they'll spell out like soccer mom or something, <laughs> you know? And it's like not even related to soccer moms. They're just like doing it for goofs and gaffes. Like they're just trying to yeah. have like a cool acronym to spice up the bill. Cause politics are boring. Who cares about that? It's surprisingly hard to come up with a good acronym. It really is. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, so i'm not gonna argue with you hence here we are and uh anyway let's redirect this and start digging into you baby girl Ooh. <clears throat> all right so first of all this isn't so much uh super personal we'll we'll 
slowly dig further and further into that. But dip our toes in the water. Yeah, dip our toes in the water. Um, but I want to know what you know about investing. Because jack shit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But you of all the people that I've talked to have been one of the most interested in it. And something that I'm not really into, but I'd like to get into. Uh, for me, I my grandpa does it and he is really successful at it and makes a lot of money. And my dad does a little bit of it and he makes some money because he's kind of successful. Uh, and it's just like I have people in my family who do it around me. And so <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. I'll see what's what's up here. So I use an app. I don't know. It'll, they allow you to do fractional so you don't have to buy like the full share, which is really nice because mm-hmm. I don't have like 200 bucks lying around to go shove into one stock. Yeah, me you know, neither. That's not cool. So this allows you to put like, ah, I want 30 bucks of this. And so you can do that, which is really handy. But I don't know. It's just a numbers game and knowing like what people want. You okay. know, it's all it's it's just like economics is so weird. It's like, what is what what do people need? Who wants it? And like, what are people, what are people trying to get? And like, okay, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to put my money in. Did you say fulfillment? Yeah, fulfillment. You can't buy that shit, bro. (laughs) I wish you could. Why the pain? Why the pain? (laughs) Okay. And, and, uh, you mentioned that you, you said that your grandpa was really into this stuff. Yeah, he still does. He's like 82 and he's like day trading. (laughs) What a man. Yeah, he's, I mean, hey, he's if you're, wild. If you're in your older years and need a hobby, that's one of the more lucrative you could have. He's uh he's an interesting guy because he's I don't I don't know what well, he's never gonna hear this, but uh he has like he's bipolar. Mm-hmm. And so uh recently he got really sick and uh he had to move in with us, my family, like back when I was living with my family. So I kind of got to like witness firsthand a bipolar person which was crazy how did i oh i was connecting this because you're talking about how he needs to have a hobby so like (laughs) so like he there were manic phases and depressive phases Mm -hmm. and like seeing that was crazy because like one one day one day they're really productive and they're just doing a whole bunch of activities that they don't really need to do Mm -hmm. um like like he was just going around like quote unquote fixing stuff in the house and, did, and did, by fixing i mean like duct tape and super glue oh and like <laughs> it's still a fix did, like did he making seem... he's it's like making work for yourself because you have to be doing something that's what i was going to ask you did it seem like he was actually enjoying it to an extent or was it more out of necessity to do it necessity okay yeah i think well i think he enjoys it but it was it was like he needed to do something so mm-hmm. yeah necessity and then the depressive days were bad, too, because he would, you know, not get up in the morning. He would just because he lived upstairs. So he would just stay up there and just kind of mope around and sleep. But anyways, he's a cool dude. I think the trading helps with that. Mm-hmm. Helps the ups and downs, like kind of, kind of gives him something to do all the time. Lord knows when you have enough free time and you start focusing on your emotions, things get uh, a little frustrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Dude, but, screw emotions. Yeah. Who, dude, who made that shit? Distract yourself. <laughs> Bury the feelings. So, okay, your grandpa was in the bat. And then, so I, I worked for your dad for a while. That's true. At old gym. Idaho Transportation Department. And that was actually a really good job. Um, paid well. And, you know, it, it's not the most fun thing ever, but 
you know, I said, oh, you want to play footsies? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I could say anything about that or not. We kind of just touched toes underneath there, the table. There's a, the table that we're um, doing this interview at has a little hole. Uh, so, so it's a, a plank between our feet and then there's a little hole that you can stick your toes through. We definitely just touched toes. We definitely, uh, again, not the, not the most exciting job ever. It was mostly just clicking on stuff on a computer screen and marking where stuff was geographically um, as far as the highways go in Idaho. So, you know, nothing too exciting, but I, I it was it was a really good job for me. And um, I don't know, I, I was just looking back on that whole experience. And, you know, not only do I, you know, I feel a lot of appreciation for it, but also like I was thinking about some of the uh, stories I got to hear and some of the um, some of the bloopers I made. And I remember one of them, uh, <laughs> I was, I was complaining about having to mark up this, uh, double diamond interchange mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. I think that's what it's called. Diverging diamond, diverging diamond, uh, interchange. And cause it was really hard to mark because the way that the software worked. And then I was, you know, going a step further with it and saying, wow, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, who would design something like this where the traffic goes this way? And then, you know, I was talking to your dad about this and he goes, oh, well, um, I actually designed like the first one in the country. <laughs> so, yeah, he <laughs> yeah, he came home about that. I remember him coming home and saying that you had just called Diverging Diamond stupid or something like that. And, and like, he thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> My I mean, dad, my dad has a great sense of humor. So. He does. He does. Uh, Dude, I love, I love hearing him laugh. Like, oh, it, I've never gotten to hear oh my his gosh. like truly authentic, like wheezing laugh. Yeah. There's like wheezings and oh gods and just like, <laughs> like, all <laughs> Lord, that kind of stuff. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I love that. It, he, it It's always, I don't know. It's a wholesome experience to feel other people feeling really strong emotions like that, you know? Yeah. Like there's kind of a, there's kind of a vibe that you just pick up from it and it makes you feel better, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, who, who doesn't want to make, I, well, man, I always want to make people laugh. I don't want to speak for anybody else. You're not funny though. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No, you're, you're a very funny, you're, you're a fun person to be around. That's, that's all I want. That's all I want in life. Cause like, I like, sure you can, it's, seriousness has its place in time yeah and you gotta like you gotta be serious sometimes but like life's a joke let's just laugh let's just have a good time yeah let's just let's just make some goofs and gaffs let's just you know laugh our little butts off and then in the limited back, time that go, we have on earth go back to crying yourself to sleep and then wake up the next day rinse and repeat just start you know <laughs> laughing cry sleep laugh cry sleep i found that sleep. if you cry in the shower you can uh, kill two birds with one stone you oh, can shit. get clean and get rid of your cry sesh at the same time <laughs> it's a it's a way to uh, maximize your efficiency yeah there you go <laughs> i need to i'm not i'm not as efficient as i should be yeah exactly i i find it really strange that so much of our culture is built up around efficiency. Like I understand it, especially from a capitalist point of view, but I mean, it's so nice though. When things work out, it is efficiently. It is, you know, like if you're like, if you're baking something and you time it so that like the thing boiling on the stove gets done right as the stuff gets done baking in the oven, 
And then it's just like it all comes out at once. And it's this one like clean, efficient, put together motion. Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it does feel good. And speaking of efficiency, this is the uh, first episode out of, um, of the second batch we're recording. And we're not doing the cameras anymore just because I'm butt ugly. It, <laughs> yes, I, I, I stopped filming these interviews just because you're ugly. You're absolutely hideous. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, you're, you're a babe. That's why that's why I have to make bitches laugh. It <laughs> who are you referring to by bitches? Uh just the homies. Mm-hmm. Just the homies. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Women don't find me funny. They find me annoying. Dude, I agree. Same here, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's rough. It's hard out there. It, it's especially a... especially now with COVID. Yeah. You know, and I I can't I probably should, but I can't bring myself to try online dating. Cause I'm just too scared. Because I may give off like the classic like Chad appearance, you know, <laughs> where I'm like, I got a little bit of that exaggerated swagger and uh, the, like, oh my God, the suave, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but in reality, I'm a, I'm a loser, dude. I like, I can't put myself out there. Are you kidding me? I, I I'm find... terrified. They're going to see my picture and they'll be like, man, this guy, hell no. <laughs> Swipe left or right, whichever one's the bad one. I don't know. I think, you know, I I don't know. Let me know if you have found something kind of similar. But at least for me in the realm of dating or, or you know, even making new friends for that matter. Um, one of the biggest struggles that I have, it's not I, I've gotten over the struggle that I have to act authentically around people. I feel like I've reached a good equilibrium of, uh, you know, just being my goofy self and, you know, also being somewhat of a normal person. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but um, when, especially when I'm one on one with people and not in groups where the pressure is more directly on me to like keep a conversation going or any of that, like I genuinely really enjoy talking to people. But I find that they, when I feel a lot of pressure on myself to be funny or to be interesting, um, I get so self-conscious that my brain just shuts down mm. and I get very quiet. I get very reserved. I kind of fall into myself. I'm the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. If I, if, if I feel a need, like if I, if, if there's a void to be filled, I'm going to try my hardest to fill the void. And so like, like if there's, you're talking about if there's like a need for there to be a joke or you know, yeah, like let's, let's say you meet someone and you're going on a coffee date with them or something and it's just the two of you and it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Like you, you have the opposite effect where you get more like, well, I, I was thinking more of you were like in a, in a group setting, right? Not, yeah. not necessarily. Okay, let's go group one. setting then. If, if there's a, a void that needs to be filled and like, you can tell like, there needs to be a joke in there or something or like people are like kind of laughing, but they're not really feeling it, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm going to try to put <laughs> I'm going to try to do something stupid just to get <laughs> like downright idiotic just to get these people like, you know, relaxed and laughing because when people laugh, yeah. they get relaxed and then they're more open and they're trying to like it's more of a comfortable, fun experience for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's why like most of my friends are introverts because I'm like constantly trying to crack open nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, 
Like, dude, like Paris and Alec, those are two quiet motherfuckers. They those are. are. Those are two quiet motherfuckers, but I love them. They're they're some of my best friends because like, they're they're a hard nut to crack. But once you open them up, you realize that they're funny as hell. They are. And that they're really cool people. Like, they are. oh my gosh, it's. So that's what it's about for me. It's about cracking open the nuts. And it's no, about trying to like get in there and get like the the goodness. If if I'm in the right frame of mind, I feel like I'm the same way because you and I would be the two at the football games last year going fucking berserk. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like might every, as well. You might like, as well. Exactly. Like everyone in our group would just kind of be hanging out, um, you know, having fun and stuff, but, you know, being relatively quiet because that's just kind of who they are. And there's not, there's no problem with that. But then you'd have you and me like losing our minds, losing our goddamn minds. And there was one time I remember, I think Paris's dad was with oh, us. Yeah. <laughs> and that was at a, that was at a band concert. Yeah. That, that was, that wasn't a football game. That was a marching band. D3. Is that, is that what I don't know. I think so. Um, and I remember you just yelled, behold, <laughs> Satan's taint. Yeah, well, they were doing some dance on the field. It looked like a taint. I think that was, was that the original it? thing that happened. And then we started making jokes about like, what if like the ground just broke loose below them and sucked them into hell? And then I don't know how this. it came about, if I'm being honest. Sometimes I get so lost at the moment that I just say shit. And it's just like, oh, well, I guess I just said Satan's taint to Paris's dad. I, all right. It was funny as hell. It was really, I, I thought. And, and, Sir, and Paris's dad just turned so his head around. You, I was so embarrassed. You were. I gave you shit for that. But like, it was funny, though, because like even Paris's dad turned his head around and he was just <laughs> he was laughing his ass off. He couldn't control himself. That's a, I mean, I I get out there and I say dumb stuff, but and like, you know, it's all trying to find humor and make connections make yeah. people laugh right but also there's points where the jokes flop or like it's something that's kind of risque mm-hmm. or edgy you know and then you that guilt sets in in your gut yeah. and you're like i should not have said that like yikes i know i know how that feels because for whatever reason like i love laughing but when it comes to formulating my own jokes sometimes i can kill it if i'm just in the right mood but most of the time, for whatever reason, my humor bases itself off of a very unhealthy uh, sense of edgy or just edgy jokes in general. And it, the those are the is, best kind, though. Well, it, well it's, I should. Ex- OK, hold on, because you're like, I would never say this. Like, this is so it's kind of the irony of knowing that this isn't something I yeah, believe in, but I'm going to make the joke. It's like anyway. absurdism, you know? Yeah, no, I, like, exactly. And that's how I kind of, unfortunately, like when I hear jokes like that. It's the last thing I'll laugh at, but when I'm making jokes, it's the first thing I'll make up. <laughs> oh, and I think that just comes from a long history of being socially inept and incapable oh, of I can relate to that. making or, or incapable of having a sensey healthy humor. So that's definitely a struggle that I'm still dealing with today. <laughs> yeah, there's man learning learning how to read people took forever for me. Like it took most of of junior high to figure out like when it's appropriate to say stuff Mm -hmm. and like part part of my problem was that i came from a very small school in new mexico and then i moved up here to like a junior high with like 400 kids or something i don't know yeah it's a lot a bigger and and to go from a, a classroom of 20 kids to 400 and i'm not 
you know, in one classroom every day. Like I actually moved to a different classroom. Like what, what's yeah. that, you know? And so like, I didn't know how to figure out people. And I thought that the best way to do that was to just, you know, always be out there and always say like loony, crazy stuff. But, uh, you know, that led to me saying some things that I'm not proud of and I don't want to repeat <laughs> because, I, because, I feel <laughs> because like they annoy me. And I know that the people I said them to probably could give two shits about it. But like that, yeah. that shit hurts me, you know? Yeah, no, I, there's a lot of jokes that I've made that I really regret. And, you know, I'd hope that I'm not a horrible person for having made them in the first place. But I think that a lot of my more edgy, probably pretty unhealthy sense of humor originated with probably more of because when you really don't know how to interact as like a little kid in elementary school and you know way back then those are your formative years and when you really don't know how to properly interact with people given that i came from the same kind of circumstances you did i i went to school up in idaho city and then i went down to boise yeah (laughs) mountain boy and and that was a big transition for me and uh it it's kind of an attention-seeking behavior almost. Yeah. It's, I mean, comedy in a sense kind of is attention-seeking, but, you know, it, it, it can be done in a very classy, tasteful way instead of the, you know, borderline, uh, borderline offensive way that, for whatever reason, my mind still wants to cling to. It's interesting. Yeah. You're making me think. Uh, you, I'm trying to, put this into words because you made me think of this but it's like i've i started like making less bad jokes and more you know funny haha in the moment when making people laugh became less about hey look at me i'm josh i'm funny (laughs) and more about like just making other people laugh yeah you know okay because that's that's what it should be about it shouldn't be this attention seeking behavior it should be more of a let's all laugh exactly that's why i love like dad jokes because you know you're not going to receive any praise for making a dad joke no but you can still crack people up whether it's an actually kind of okay joke or whether it's just the irony of you making such a horrible joke i love dad jokes dad jokes are good (laughs) so you mentioned that your big transition was coming from was it new mexico or arizona New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Born in Arizona, moved to New Mexico when I was three. Uh, and then we came here when I was 12 or 13. One of the two. Don't remember. How was that transition? Interesting. I thought we were going to Iowa. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> like, I didn't know where Idaho was. Are you kidding me? Hey, I'm sorry, but you definitely chose probably the better route than Iowa. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Everybody cares about Iowa every four years. Yeah, like, I, don't know when I don't know what's up with that. It, I doubt it has anything to deal with uh, politics or anything. No, probably. It's, I bet they, it's like corn or something. What do they grow there? Corn? Soy and corn. Soy and corn. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all, all a man needs. Uh, but but. <laughs> just, just my soy and corn. Soy and corn. Mm. Soy boy. <laughs> Is it the Hoosier, Hoosiers? How do you say that? I don't know. Indiana Hoosier, Hoosiers? I, I don't know. We're going to... Did I say Indiana? Fuck. No, I meant Iowa. I... <laughs> well, great. Now I'm just, I've, there goes the Midwest. <laughs> We're not going to get the Midwest listening to this podcast. Hey, when the Midwest floods because of global warming anyway, it's okay. We don't, we don't have to pretend to love Iowa much longer. 
<laughs> first florida will go under and then the rest of the country and then we're higher up in the mountains so maybe we'll survive a little bit longer that's true that'll be fun yeah you know, maybe we'll it. become like the gungans you know, <laughs> live underwater in bubbles that actually be really cool what were we talking about uh we were talking about <laughs> your transition oh yeah we're trying to get into the deep emotional gooey stuff yeah dude. i brought up that's what this is all about koi and sorn koi and sorn <laughs> <laughs> Soy corn. <laughs> shit. Wait, I feel like you're deflecting. I'm dude, I'm just I the other night I watched well great. Now I'm deflecting. No, it's good. Go the ahead. other night I watched uh The Serial Life of Walter Mitty, which is like an it's an okay movie. But like I like the sentiment of it. When I first watched it, I really loved it. Yeah, it's 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 okay. But the the way that he constantly daydreams and like they're kind of outrageous and kind of over all over the place like when he like tackles the dude in the elevator and they fly out the building with an explosion <laughs> yeah. like that's how my brain thinks like i'm constantly thinking of like stupid idiotic thoughts like that <laughs> like just random stuff is constantly flowing through my head maybe it's like add or something like that i don't know hey you know whatever it is utilize it yeah but anyways moving up here that was that was wild Definitely a, a formative event. Uh, what had just the original? I found out about this later, but the original reason why we moved from Arizona to New Mexico was so that my dad could be closer to his dad. Uh, was here? Oh, oh no! Okay, I got you. Yeah, my grandpa. So we were trying to be closer to family, and his dad and his mom, who are divorced, both lived in New Mexico. So we're like, let's move there. We'll be closer to family, you know, mm -hmm. which is. Kind of ironic because New Mexico is like Albuquerque specifically is one of the most crime ridden cities in all of America. Like it's the murder capital of the world. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's wild, dude. Yeah. A great place to raise a family. Yeah. A great place to raise a family. So we lived there for, was it nine years? Yeah. And uh, like I never saw anything like drug related, although our neighbor did sell crack. Oh, that's cool. But, <laughs> but that true, true story. But, uh, yeah, I never saw anything bad. I, but I, it was, you know, there's a lot of crime there and it was stressing my mom and dad out. And also, uh, about the same time, my grandpa called my dad at work. This is his dad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, basically like, I think he called my mom a fucking bitch whore. Poor bitch, something like that. Part of my French, and was just like, "You're not my son. Like I disown you. Like I I want nothing to do with you." Oh yeah. So like he straight up disowned our whole family, which is cool because I get to say that I've been disowned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's something to brag about. Not something to brag about, but it's something I can you know so, check off. So what was the main cause of that? What caused that friction? I don't. I I don't know. Huh. I've never, I don't want to ask about it because that's kind of a tender spot. Yeah. So uh, my dad was like, I've had enough of this. And for his mental health, just he was going through some mental problems. You know, like I, he had some mental health, like severe depression. Well, given the circumstances, I completely understand why. Yeah. He had severe depression because of his job, because of where he was living mm -hmm. and because his, you know, his dad just disowned him. So he needed to go somewhere else and just get away. That's so understandable. We moved to Idaho, came up here. Um, cold as hell. I think the, <laughs> the the first winter we had here was Snowmageddon. That was that our, year. That was our first winter here. 
so so we were terrified because like albuquerque it snows like once a year and it's an inch yeah and they shut down the roads and the schools and nothing like everyone gets off just because you barely have any snow yeah there's no like snow plowing equipment (laughs) you know so so to come up here and there's like a foot of snow on the ground and they're like yeah you still got to go to school i'm like what dude (laughs) come on what is this bullshit this is is horse crap man (laughs) but yeah so that's a rough year to come up here yeah so that's that's where the poor boy family was coming from and then add on top of that the company that paid to move my dad up to idaho Hmm. and like work for them and like you know that's why we came up here because he got he was able to find a job change and we moved up here and then (laughs) 90 days later they fire his ass why 90 days later after they move our family up here and they're what? like yeah that... we'll give you we'll give you equal pay to what you get you got in new mexico which would have like put our standard of living like pretty up there mm-hmm. you know because the what is it Nah, what it, people make more in new mexico because i don't know just on average yeah so i it was just it was wild so now so now we're we're up here we bought this big ass house right because yeah. we're like Yay, standard of living is lower, and we're making what we made in New Mexico. Yeah, like our money like, can buy us more awesome. here. Yeah, and then my dad gets fired. Wow. Yeah, and so now, now, now we're living off unemployment in a house that we shouldn't be able to afford. My mom has to go back to work, and I'm starting school on Monday. Oh. Or some I like, you know, it's rough. That is a it, from a business standpoint. Why would you pay to have someone moved and then fire them? I I couldn't tell you. They're at, hey, parametrics, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) You guys are assholes. You missed out on a great employee. My dad's awesome. He's a seriously hard worker. Um, yeah, that, I don't, I don't want to, I, my grandpa is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. My dad isn't diagnosed with anything, but if I could, I would give him like OCD or something. Or I, maybe not even OCD. He's just very type A, very, very controlling, very particular and very like let's get this done Mm -hmm. that's true but it's interesting because i've met some type a people who are just massive assholes and he's never come across that way like your dad is he's very type a and driven in that sense but he's also very open to uh to good communication collaboration like all the gold standard kind of stuff you learn when Mm. you're in high school about like going into the work field you know, at least that's what I experienced. Maybe I don't I don't want to say I've never experienced that at home. But like a lot of the time it was kind of like his way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And it's still like when. Well, I don't I'm not going to say that. I don't want to say that. But <laughs> watch yourself. Yeah, I'm watching myself. I don't want to I don't want to get my dad into too much trouble here. Uh, Not not in a not, my dad. My dad's a sweetheart. But he's he just he's just very particular about the way things need to get done. I'm kind of the same way, unfortunately. And very, very, I don't just particular. Not even controlling. He's just it's just like, like he'll he'll ask you questions to lead you to the answer that he has decided is the correct <laughs> answer. My dad kind of does the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like there there are multiple solutions to this problem. It doesn't have to happen your way. And thankfully. He's gotten better as of late of kind of realizing that there's multiple ways to get something done besides his way. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always like that. So I props to my dad for changing and becoming less of a hard ass. I think that's just a good part of growth 
And, you know, yeah. like you, you and I at the age that we are, are in the middle of the expected, you know, timeline of our life to be improving ourselves and to be figuring out who we are and, you know, making a life for ourselves. But, you know, learning never stops and, and growth never stops. Do you know what's wild? But back in like zero BC or would it be zero AD? Whatever. <laughs> zero. Like the average age was like 35, right? Yeah. Like people weren't living that long. So people our age were like, we're old, dude. We would be old if we went back in time. Well, we would be middle aged. Yeah. How wild is that? And if we only lived to 30, you and I would be two thirds done with our life. Yeah. We'd be like 80. We'd be the equivalent of like 80. If the life expectancy is like 110 or something. Yeah. 100. I'm, I'm going for 100. Damn. I want to live as dude. If I live to 100, I will have lived in two centuries. Yeah, you can say how that. cool would that be? You can say that because you were you were born 2000, 2000. So can, yeah. So unfortunately, I won't be able to get three centuries under my belt mm. unless unless they like figure out the cryogenics shit. Well, it sucks for you. I only have to live for 99 years and I get to be in two centuries. Yeah, that's not. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> wow. That's I'm okay with that though. It's more of a challenge for me. <laughs> we have to make it a competition now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna out. I'm gonna but go, dude, can I'm you, gonna murder you after the podcast. You're not gonna make it. Can you imagine if we were middle aged right now? We're 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 owning a house. We have three kids. Our wife Bathsheba, and fucking, <laughs> you know, my biggest problem is that my one sheep died the other day, and I'm now I'm poor out of work because I can't take care of my sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only route of fixing this is to just pray for the rains to come yeah give us a good yield this next summer oh god i'm so glad i don't live in that time yeah no there's definitely 35 is way too short it is it is but maybe maybe 35 isn't too short maybe we've just put too much shit in our lives maybe nowadays and on that note flawless transition oh uh what do you hope to have accomplished by the time you're 35 oh god 35, um, steady job, 35, wife, maybe kid, yeah. Nuclear family. Nuclear family. Yeah, I could go for a nuclear family. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I've told my sister this, but I'm going until I get one son and one daughter at least. No. So if, it take, if I if I end up getting like seven girls in a row, we're we're still going. We're going until I get a son. If I have seven sons, we're going until I get one daughter. I I want at least one son and one daughter. Gotta have it. Why? I don't know. You trying to add? I think it's this? I think it's important. I think it's important for the other kids. Yeah. Growing up, growing up with a sister, like you know. I grew up in a two kid household, and I think that two is a good number. Two is a good number. Three is a good number. I don't know. Four people who have four. You better have money. You bet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You better be. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's where I would want to be at. I don't know. I don't want to set too many big goals. I also don't want to. If I set a, some massive goal and then I listen to this when I'm 35, I'm be like, damn, I haven't achieved shit. Like my life sucks. Mm. This will be copyrighted by someone else by the time that happens and taken down. So that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I no think it would be cool. Today. I don't know if it'll be possible, but I think it would be cool to go to space. I want to go to space, even if really it's cool. even if it's one of the 
like Virgin Galactic shuttles that just like flies up and takes you right to the yeah the the space the flights Kepler that they line. have and stuff. Is it the Kepler line? Is that what it's called? I don't. I know. think that's what it's called. I think that's the limit they set for space. If I'm wrong, uh, kiss my ass. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I I just wanted I want to be in space at some point. That'd be really cool. And you're on a route right now where you could potentially end up in a position like that. I just gotta enlist in the military. You think you want to do that? I don't know if I want to. I I seriously considered it because you've been talking. You I remember you talked about that for a, a little while recently. Yeah, I so, was seriously like ready to go enlist. So right now your major is still mechanical engineering, right? Yeah. Okay. Which sucks. Don't don't become a mechanical engineer. <laughs> I think with some of the best careers, I think it requires the most ass curriculum to go through beforehand because it requires a lot of knowledge. But you know, I have no doubt in my mind that mechanical engineering can lead to some really fun jobs. I don't know. I, I think I think if you go with that route and then you go into some branch of the military, you know, you might be able to get closer to, you know, ending up in space. Because just recently there is uh, there's one astronaut who was an Air Force pilot, I believe, and he was Probably. the first black astronaut um, to go to the ISS. We've never had it. Wait, I think so. Really? Yeah. No, dude, we're not as progressive of a people there as was... we really think we'd be. What? Yeah. What? I'm pretty sure. No. If I'm wrong, I'll just cut this out from I'm the podcast because go- I don't want to be this wrong. Needs, <laughs> this needs to be Googled. This needs to be Googled. Hold on. But I I was I was seriously ready to go enlist because I was like, I don't want to go to school in person. Mm-hmm. Or oh. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Other way around. Yeah, I don't want to go to school all online. Like that sucks. That's terrible because half of the half of the fun in college and half of the fun in classes because I'm all about trying to find the fun. That's how you make it entertaining. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got to make it. it, Learning is not the funnest experience ever. Yeah. So you got to have like people around you who are going through the same struggles so that way you can laugh at the the pain together. Like like I miss the library nights we would do. Yeah, uh, those were so fun. On campus, that was a lot of fun. So I was like, screw this. If I can't be in person for school then i'm just gonna go hop on a ship join the navy something like that because that also leads down the path to becoming an astronaut because i think like a ridiculous amount of astronauts were in the military it's like 80 percent or something like that like it's stupidly high the amount of astronauts who are in the military so i was like if i really want to become an astronaut i guess i have to go you know hop on a ship or shoot some bullets or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, uh, I just found what I was talking about. So I'm sorry. I, I, I was wrong. He's not the first black ass astronaut. Yeah. But I was he, was, <laughs> he, the first, um, he is, uh, Victor Glover though. Donald Glover. No, not Donald. <laughs> Victor Glover is the first, uh, first black astronaut on the ISS for extended stay. And he just recently launched, uh, like, within the last week. Was that the SpaceX that just went up? Yeah, the partnership with NASA and SpaceX that... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just watched it recently. It was this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wild, man. Crazy. I'm really hey, hoping... Elon, put me on one of your rockets, please. <laughs> Did that... Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be wild. I... Man, I just... I want to work for that, man. I, I Ian feels the same way, and I think it'd be really cool to do something like that too. Yo, Ian and I get the same job working for Elon Musk. 
Except Ian's way smarter than me, so he'll probably be like my boss or something. <laughs> you'll, you'll be the intern serving the coffee. Intern. I'll give Ian coffee. That'd still be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. Oh, yeah. So you're on track right now to hopefully be the biggest and the best SpaceX employee. You're going to completely change Absolutely. the company. Totally. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. You just gotta, you just gotta, oh, I completely, <laughs> a little bit of a side note, but I, uh, I remember seeing on YouTube, there's like a, it was like a live video where, from SpaceX's channel, mm-hmm. and it was this picture of, uh, it, or it's just this video of an old Elon Musk speech, and uh, it was like saying like, invest, uh, invest Bitcoin now and we'll double the return. And it was like one of those scams. It was one of those scams that had taken over a lot of professional accounts. Oh no! Like, and at first I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" Like, I want to be a part of this. And God, I just wish I had Bitcoin. But it's for the better that I didn't, because it turned out that like massive accounts, like I think Zuckerberg was hacked, and oh, and Musk was hacked, and like all these like you gotta, you gotta have balls to hack Zuckerberg, you know, on <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> You know, that dude owns Instagram. That dude made Facebook. And you're going to be like, hey, I hacked your account, bitch. He's your lord and savior. Yeah. You, can't, you can't spike it's his, him It's like his that. thing. It's his creation. And you're going to dunk on him? That's not cool, bro. But hey, free Bitcoin. That's, Just dude, give him Don't personal. invest in Bitcoin. Invest in Dogecoin. <laughs> I got 295 of those suckers for a dollar. What's Why the, would you not? What's the return that you've gotten on that? I've made 20 cents. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Congratulations. Where does it get its value from? I don't understand crypto. <laughs> well, I know that with I know with Bitcoin it's like uh like mining, like like algorithms and shit. I don't know. What is that? How do you mine? How I do don't you, I don't know. What? It's like solving algorithms and shit. Like, like I think it isn't mining people's data. Is that what it is? Maybe. I don't know. I'm too... Who knows? I have the philosophy that I don't really want to invest in it unless I actually understand what the hell it is. That's that's my policy for companies. I have to understand what the company is and what they're doing before I invest. Yeah. Like, are these guys going to make the, the third world order or are these guys just making toilet paper? Because <laughs> if they're making the third world order, they got my money, dude. <laughs> hell yeah. Third eye. Third eye open. <laughs> Is that what that is for? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> you were talking to one of the most uh, culturally illiterate uh, people within our close friend group. That's wild. Yeah, dude. You got to get culturally educated, bro. I know, dude. I spent too much time focusing on chemistry and shit. Lame. I, <laughs> I know. Lame. So to further your education. Let's dig in to your passions, baby. Oh, my passions. So. What Cuddling. Do you... Smooching. Yeah. I mean, I, I could provide that for you, but unfortunately, uh, I, I I don't got them goth goth girl big titties. thighs. The, the goth girl thighs that you're looking <laughs> Dude, for. I saw, I saw a meme the other day where it's like, it's like ass men and tit men and they're just fucking monkeys and then it comes to thigh men and it's a dude in a suit and he's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes. The thigh. <laughs> the thighs. <laughs> the gentleman. I was like, damn. Well, aside... But, yeah, no. Aside from your horniness, uh, let's dig into. <laughs> don't nod your head like that. <laughs> I'm not, dude, bro. I'm shaking my head. Don't you, don't you put these words. Don't you force these people to have an image in their mind. Yeah. Now this is the first episode without having a camera. I can make up whatever 
nonverbal language you're doing. Yeah, so. that's wild. It's also <laughs> wild that we're both like butt naked. I know, man. It, Completely it, butt naked. It just got hot in the room. I'm actually bent over. My head is between my legs and I'm talking into the microphone. Yeah, most right of the now. conversation has actually been coming out of our asses. I was just, you know, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're actually like butt naked, upside down, talking just, out of our ass. Just hanging out. Smoking crack. Smoking crack that you got from your neighbor before you left. <laughs> Am I diverging again? Um, Slightly, but yeah. I'm as equally to blame for that. So my let, passions, let's dig into your passions, baby. What is it that gives you gratification in life Are other you... than thick thighs? Mm. The thighs of chicken. <laughs> I've been, I've been cooking recently. Mm -hmm. So it's actually like the thighs of chicken and chicken breast and just cooking for others. Like last night, Jimmy came home after work and I had cooked like this lemon salmon with like rosemary and asparagus that sounds good it was really good he ate all of it jimmy eats his salmon with the skin Ugh. i don't know how i feel i don't i i i don't i don't do that i was raised yeah. you peel the salmon off the skin you i've i've eaten salmon where like the bottom layer skin is still on but you know even then when i take a chunk of it I like i ripped the skin off i, t I always take the skin off yeah. anyways salmon prepared the best way by the way is with brown sugar and almonds mm. and just brown sugar and like whatever mix of nuts you want and just spread it over the top of it and put it in the oven it is so good that sounds good yeah man I've, I've always been like a purist where it's just like basic ingredients like like uh salt pepper and like lemon juice and that's it also partially because that's all we can really afford <laughs> well even when i was at home dude even mm. when i was at home like cooking like my dad would have me cook sometimes so like i'd go and grill a salmon and you just put like salt pepper yeah lemon that's all you really need salmon with lemon is pretty good it's always like the base keeping keeping things basic is like the best way to do things whether it's cooking or life you just want to keep it simple just be a basic bitch just, well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's easier that way and you get to enjoy the simple flavors more yeah yeah. No, that's fair. I, I agree. I, in a lot of things, I prefer in more of a minimalistic regard. Like if I ever get a tattoo, um, which I plan on doing, um, it's probably just going to be. It? Uh, I found forehead. No, <laughs> gonna get a six nine tattoo. <laughs> oh, the post Malone. Um, no, I I actually like. I I used to write little messages um, for myself. Um, just when I was having a bad day or whatever it was on my wrists. Mm. Um, and, you know, it was like an easy place for me to, you know, see. And it's kind of hidden and tucked away because it's like on the inner side of your arm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I, if I get a tattoo anytime soon, it's going to be something that is minimalistic, just something that has some value to me. Like a tree for all I care. Just remind me of my oh, roots and my passions. <laughs> White girls have ruined tree tattoos. Like I used to, th I was like, you know, I I can't get a tattoo because it's in, again, controlling parent, controlling father and mother. You know, this this is the path you're going to take. They put in their will that I can't get tattoos. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I can't get tattoos or I don't get will money. And I and you're it's funny you ask where I see myself at 35 because it's also in their will that like I have to be married or at least in a two year relationship, college educated and like living in a home to get their money 
they've really thought this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, they, they've planned my life, dude. Wow. Yeah. Is is the tattoo thing um, about your religion that your family practices? or No, they just that? think it's stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no deeper meaning. They just don't like it. And it's kind of... My mom has kind of backtracked and she's been like, I, tattoos are okay. She's seen something that she likes, but mm -hmm. uh, they're just... Both of my parents grew up in really conservative households and they are very conservative, not just politically, but like... Like religious? Like not even religiously, just the way that they are. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, don't spend a lot of money. Don't treat themselves. It's very, not not minimalistic. More, more, it's more of just like... Like a pragmatic approach towards life. Yeah, and just just not, not spending money to treat yourself or to, you know, on unnecessary things. Mm -hmm. Only spending money on what you need and that's it. Yeah. So tattoos are, you know, not essential to life. Have you found Sorry, in any you have a tattoo? <laughs> have you found in any regard that that kind of mentality has uh, rubbed off on you, or have you approached it more as a uh, a rebelling teenage kiddo angst? The the teenage angst. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely a lot more laid back than my parents. I think that's partially my personality because mm -hmm. I am just go with the flow, make some laughs. Mm -hmm. But no, I don't think monetarily I am not as conservative as them. I spend money on like treating myself. I'm like, you know what? I did good today. I'm going to get a smoothie. I have seen that you have you're, you're a socialite to an extent and your dad is too. A what? A socialite. A what now? Uh, I've always understood that just to mean when you're you're a person who likes to be social. Oh, yeah. Well, I have, yeah, well, yeah, I like, I like being social as long as I have a place to go where I can not be social afterwards. Yeah. I, I can only be social for so long and I, I can't be social all the time. I have to have a break. I yeah. can't, I can't just go, 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 go. I feel like most healthy people function that way. Yeah. You know, it, you got to have time for yourself. Yeah. But there, there's moments where like, I, I will you I'll 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 see myself shut down and I'm just like you know like the the boot down noise comes over and I'm like I don't want to talk with people anymore I just wanna, I just want to go to bed I just want to be left alone Windows XP error sound <laughs> do, 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 do. yeah <laughs> when <laughs> you just gonna pucker those lips? Or I, I'm you wait, you waiting for lips. me to give you a smooch? What what's going on here? I'll probably just end up cutting this little section. <laughs> I I had a genuinely really good question. Um, what is it? That, spit it. I'm trying to think about what it is. I swallow. I don't spit. Um, uh, <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Let's start digging into the deeper stuff. Okay. The, I'm, the I'm trying not to sidebar stuff. But again, my brain is all over the place. Hey, you know some of the. Constantly uh, making connections, dude. That that I think that's what a smart that's what your smart engineer brain does. It's got to make connections like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, what is it that you appreciate in life? Other people having a sense of humor. Other other people who can find humor in life. <laughs> like those people. That's that's what I appreciate. I appreciate somebody somebody who can make me laugh. You know. Because we all need to laugh. I need to laugh. Yeah. 
So if you like, if someone can make me laugh, I I appreciate that. That's a, that's a good thing. I think it's it's an important part of living a balanced life. You know, just being able not to take things too seriously all the time. Because if you get if you get caught up in the rat race, mm-hmm. and you dedicate all your life to being a a stern money pension, you know, executive type, you're likely not going to be the happiest. Yeah. I, or maybe I, that's a gross generalization. I wouldn't know. I haven't experienced it, but just, yeah, that's what I'm from cons- your own experience, man. <laughs> but that's what I'm concerned about is in, in becoming too successful in the ordinary way that we perceive what success is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's other ways to be successful. Exactly. And one of those is just being able to laugh. And that's what fun. we get. I mean, look, capitalism is awesome, but I mean, it puts, way too much value on monetary success and not enough on mental health success. Yeah. And being emotionally stable and being able to not take things seriously and being able to have a sense of humor. Well, being emotionally vulnerable too. Oh, geez. Yeah. Cause you know, I've, I've, I struggle with that. If you couldn't tell by the fact that I've sidebarred on like almost every time you try to go deep, <laughs> even though, even though in my heart of hearts, like my inner brain is like, Josh, go deep. It's okay, man. Go deep. Yeah, it's okay. We want to, they, they want to hear that. And I'm like the, the, the big brain is overruling and going, no, just sidebar. I feel like it's more the reptile brain. Yeah. Reptile is, brain. Is, <laughs> no, is that's, that's a part of me that wants to eat like a fly right now. <laughs> Yummy protein um i i don't know i i feel like i kind of struggle with the same thing and again i feel like mine like i mentioned earlier my struggle with being emotionally vulnerable usually comes from just self-doubt and having a self-obsession with uh uh, like like just being insecure about whether i'm being funny enough or whether i'm being interesting enough or whether I'm even communicating in a way that is interesting and worth the time with the other person. Mm. What What is your insecurity with that about? Or do you find that I can't it's something commit. else? I can't commit. Part of the, the I don't take, I don't take life very seriously. I haven't noticed. Oh, well, I don't take life very seriously. <laughs> I, I, there's, there's serious moments and I'm aware of them. But most of the time, I just I choose. I I just I choose. I choose not to acknowledge them and just to, you know, make a joke, not take it seriously, mm-hmm. and just kind of you know, numb the pain. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I think that's my biggest problem is that I'm I'm afraid to commit because that makes that makes stuff so serious. And when, so and when I, you say commit, are you meaning that strictly in like? A relationship sense or or like even just talking to new people yes all of the above yes okay yeah i like commitment's scary man i don't know i that's part of the paris is amazing i don't know how like that he thirst him and maddie so committed like how it blows my mind i don't i don't know i've always been that's something i've always struggled with is like I'm great at making friends and like becoming acquaintances with people. Yeah, no, you but absolutely. The, are. But the moment I have to take it to the next level, I'm talking like specifically relationships here. Mm-hmm. It's like the moment I have to take it to the next level, I don't, I don't know what to do, because yeah. I'm so terrified of being, you know, 
committed and open and honest and all the stuff that comes with being in a relationship because it's like damn that takes it to a whole nother level of seriousness and i i need to figure out how to maintain the the open and honest and whatever love bullshit i said earlier while also (laughs) (laughs) while while also keeping it funny you know what i'm saying i don't know how to do that and i need to that's something i need to learn that's what i'm scared about i'm scared about it's not that i don't want commitment and i'm not scared of it per se it's not like i'm like yeah let's just let's just bang whoever we want to bang and like yeah yeah pussy rush ato like <laughs> no it's not our apologies not, to ato you're yeah, actually a pretty cool fret yeah but it's not it's not like i'm like that it's more of i just i, I it's just i i can't get over the hump of you know being serious yeah no i get that and you know i feel like I struggle from the same thing. I my my struggle the way that I feel about it isn't I don't feel afraid of commitment in the sense of getting to know someone uh a deeper in a romantic sense. My struggle comes before that. And it affects making friendships too for me. Because I'm, I think I think I'm the opposite. Cuz okay. I, I have a really easy t- <laughs> I have an easy time at the beginning, but it's taking it to that next level that I really struggle with. I can I can take it to the next level when I feel comfortable enough around someone. But when first getting to know someone, whether I'm approaching them as a friend or a romantic interest or whatever it may be, it's I, I found myself inadvertently pushing new friends away mm. through my actions. I I will act a little bit avoidant with them, and it's something that I'm working really hard to fix because I mean. What is there to be scared of, you know? And that's something that you and I need to remind ourselves of. It's just, you know, what is there to fear about it? I mean, l- logically, there's not really anything to fear about it. But monkey brain starts monkey going brain. wild, start clashing those symbols. Yeah. And goes, hey, fuck off. <laughs> this person's scary. I've never been here before. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it, I, I'm, I'm hoping that with time and experience, and, you know, it might be that it's just the right person needs to come along you know yeah so and, and in your case yeah cynthia where you at, <laughs> you at Bro, baby if i end up marrying a girl named cynthia to blow my brains out why i don't know <laughs> just kidding i'll make fun of you for it yeah you can go uh, dude i'll listen back to this episode i'll be like that was wild i can't believe i called that <laughs> talk about hail mary <laughs> who names their kid cynthia dude you ever met a baby named cynthia when i think of that word I think of uh, synthesia. I don't know what that. That's is. if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Basically, uh, it's like a condition where like people will associate strong colors with like, like uh, think of ratatouille. Oh, like how when he eats like the strawberry and the cheese, he sees all these colors and this like magical uh, parade of colors fly through his head. Mm. Like that's what it is. It's like associating uh, different. Um, sensor sensory organs with each other oh. in that kind of way yeah it's really cool oh that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say something and i forgot what i was gonna say nice because i, was, I went on a tangent about that which didn't even matter <laughs> nothing matters keaton that's the secret you're not wrong um what was i gonna say oh yes uh i i think part of the reason why i'm really good at you know the beginning step mm-hmm. of forging relationships whether that's friendship or other it's the fact that I always start off by putting my foot in my mouth. 
I always, I always make a terrible first impression. No matter who it is. You no set the bar low. <laughs> I set the bar real low. And they're like, man, this guy's a total scumbag. And then the next time they see me, I'm, you know, more put together because I was not put. I've, I had my foot in my mouth. It's up from here. It's yeah, it's up. only up from there. That's my secret, bro. You always got to You got to start low and then build your way up. You're like, you got to be like a fungus that grows <laughs> on. I was going to ask you about that, yeah. about how you how you get close in that first circumstance. Yeah, you got to you got to start the bar low and then just just get better over time. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's people, good advice. People love people love a building's Roman. People love the story of a guy who, you know, slowly learns a lesson and gets better over time. The hero story, the underdog that eventually reaches the top. Updog? What's? Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> <laughs> updog? What's up, dog? <laughs> got him! Got him! <laughs> Bro, you just got pranked. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, I love you. So what are you doing in your free time? For the lucky ladies out there listening to this. Well, you know what month it is. So not what you're thinking. <laughs> I I wasn't really curious about that, but <laughs> in my in my free time, well, I don't I don't I don't get much free time because I'm that this break is nice because we're recording this over Thanksgiving break. So I'm actually I have time to do what I want, which mm-hmm. is usually cooking. Cause I, I really enjoy cooking because food brings people together it creates most most of the time you know when you eat with family it's a pleasant environment and you're just kind of getting along with people yeah that's something i miss because my family it was you know not breakfast or lunch but dinner you sat down at the table with the family and we all ate together you know Mm -hmm. and it was like a it was a time to catch up on what happened during the day and you know just shoot the shit and that's not something we do anymore like not me and my family but me and my roommates yeah because either they're working or they're out or or because jimmy has his desktop on the goddamn (laughs) kitchen table taking up more than half the table space jimmy if you're listening please get your your desktop off of the dinner table i really (laughs) would appreciate it because it's driving me insane (laughs) but yeah no i miss i miss the family dinner i miss being just sitting down and eating a meal with other people, which yeah. is why I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving and bros giving. Yeah. Yeah. Because, absolutely. you know, it's a time you get to sit down with people. But yeah, anyways, in my free time, I am usually cooking, cleaning because I'm the mom of this house. You are. Or I am doing homework, which is most of the time. Yeah. No, I feel you. Or, or working. So I'm. <laughs> it's it's a hard life being a, a mechanical engineer major. And living with two people who are kind of messy. Yeah. <laughs> I warned you about that before you moved in here. Yeah. I was like, hey, I, you're going to be the mom if you move in. You're going to be. I don't mind it. I really don't. I don't mind cleaning and cooking because those two things, like, I might have OCD because I am so particular about cleaning and, like, where things go and, like, putting everything in the right spot. And Sounds like a little bit of that nice. type A coming down I'm the I'm not type A, though. I really am pipeline. not. In some regards, you seem to be very not type A, but um, you got me looking up type A right now. <laughs> I know I'm not because you're type so type A. a you have to know the exact definition. No, you stop it. <laughs> you stop it right now. 
<laughs> no, stop. I don't shit. I guess I have I have a little bit of both. I'm mm-hmm. I'm mm. well it's a spectrum. It's not explicitly type A or B. There's no spectrum. You're either you're one or the other. You're, you're one you're, or the other. You're with us or you're, you're against with us. With us or you're against us. <laughs> I can't understand you. One thing I'm afraid of is when we get older. If I can't, oh no. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna go there. Uh again, the horrible sense of humor. Um yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Always there. Again, like I'm saying, if you if this is the first time you're listening to me, send the bar real low. Putting the foot in my mouth. This is- <laughs> Don't worry, I get better than this. You you are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick, Keaton. You don't actually get better. You, <laughs> you mislead them. Yeah. <laughs> but i worry that when we get older we might run into I, I think when you get older your views get set you know more in place yeah and absolutely i love having the open-mindedness that we do right now because like all of you guys are really open-minded that i hang out with and you know i worry that when we get older we're going to hit a point where we get so stuck in our belief systems that we kind of develop that you know my way or the highway mentality or the with us or against us kind of mentality. It's, it's not, it's not, it's nothing I want to experience, Mm. you know? I don't, I mean, yeah. Hey, you know what? People of the internet, believe what you want to believe, bang who you want to bang. And that's about it. (laughs) That's, that's about it. That's, that's about it. You're not wrong though. (laughs) What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? Believe what you want to believe. Bang who you want to bang. Yeah. Josh Porbot, 2024. 20, I'm coming for you, Biden. This is your uh, magnum opus. This is my, I'm announcing that I am running for president. Oh, God. I don't think I'm old enough. You guys. <laughs> but I still will run for president. Wait, does he have to be 34, 35? Uh, I think it's 35. 35? I think it's 25 for the House, 30 for Congress, or 30 for the Senate. And then 35 for president. I think they went by fives. And fuck politics. What's your politics? What's your religion? <laughs> All right, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Did I go deep enough? You want to go deeper? When I was four years old, my uncle. No. <laughs> no, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Here. Uncle Ed. Let's, let's go. The ultimate deep. What's the deepest question you can think of right now? Deep question. Deepest question. Deep deepest questions question have to be organic. Ever. They're hard to deepest come up question with on the spot. Deepest question. All right. That you can think of off the top of your head. I'll answer. Full on this is my this is my one. I will answer this hundred percent sincerely. I'm stalling for you so you can think of something. Okay, I got so one. So let me oh, okay. I got one. Hundred percent honesty. Okay. Sounds good. Um in life. If you could boil down your experiences to the one thing that will let you die without regret and die peacefully knowing that you've lived your life to the full experience that you hope to get, what would that be and why? What's the one thing that'll let me die happy with no regrets? Is that it? Basically. Did, yeah. I, did I sum it up right? You, you did a better job expressing the question than I did. <laughs> well, I was just trying to, I'm trying to understand how I should answer this. Yeah. Let me see. 
Um, I think it has to be uh, coming to peace with myself. I would have to, you know, Hannah Montana said it best when she said nobody's perfect. And well, I said I said complete I said complete sincerity. <laughs> I think I said honesty, so that's actually okay. I but seriously, nobody's perfect mm-hmm. and you're gonna make mistakes. I well, I I'm not I don't wanna speak for you. I've I, I have made mistakes, I will make mistakes, I have made regrets. There will be plenty more reg- regrets coming on in my life. We all. But the most important thing is to remember that, you know, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to make a mistake. And you just have to accept that that is part of life. You can't change the past. And you just have to, you just have to accept that, you know, that's, that's who you are. That's, you can't, you can't change that. But what you can, you can change your mindset and how you look at it. So you can go, yeah, I've made mistakes in the past. I, you know, there's some things I regret. Um, like the shitty sense of humor we have, like the shitty sense of humor, (laughs) failed relationships, um, you know, things I've said to people that I probably shouldn't have said to people, things I've said behind people's back that eventually got to the person and they heard it. And then it's like a whole big deal. And I feel terrible. You know, there's regrets and you have to live with them because, you know, they're your regrets, but in the end, you just have to take it as a learning experience and realize that um, you can't change them. So you might as well accept that they are part of you, learn from them, and, you know, get at peace with yourself. Ultimately, our life experience is defined by so much more than your failures and your regrets. It's formed by the laughs that you chose to have. I disagree. I'm going to disagree with you. Really? Oh my gosh, the mistakes mistakes are who I am. Are you kidding me? I'm, I I am more defined by my mistakes than I am by the good times I've had. Really? Because well, yeah, you got to learn from your mistakes, dude. Well, absolutely, but yeah. what so about the, thing, what about the, the things I've learned from my mistakes that have taught me how to hold my tongue, what jokes are okay to make and what jokes aren't okay to make? Who who is it okay? Who should I be pursuing as my friends and who should I leave in the dust? Mm-hmm. You know? Who, who who like the mistakes in my life have shaped who I am more so than the good times. Like, sure, you want to chase the good times, but you also want to take your mistakes and what you've learned in the past from, you know, poor choices and all that stuff, regrets, and use that to shape your future. You got to use that to shape your future self. Yeah, there, there's a healthy balance with respecting how influential the bad times have been in your life and balancing that with the good times yeah you gotta use the bad times to find the good times you gotta you gotta convert the bad experiences into one that you gotta convert one i'm gonna i'm gonna phrase this really well with with a bow with a ribbon on top go ahead you gotta convert the bad times into lessons for the good times you gotta learn how to take the bad stuff and use it to your advantage so that you don't do the bad stuff again and you work towards more good stuff. Absolutely. And the good times aren't going to feel good if you don't have a bad time to compare it to. You got to have bad. You got to have bad to have good. No light without darkness. Exactly. Oh, dude. My high school English teacher uh, was a really cool dude and you didn't take him. My man Hecker? Yeah. My, yeah. Our, my man Hecker. You didn't. You, you 
you babied out, you babied out, and you went the easy route. So you don't get to say my man Hecker. But <laughs> that's our word. No. Uh, <laughs> but but he, he gave us all a card that has like 10 little notes on it. And one of them was, life is multi-hued, but mostly in shades of gray. And that's true. You can't have one without the other. It's always going to be a mix of them. But the important part is that you take your regrets and mistakes, you learn and you grow. And that's what it's all about. I like that. Yeah. It's that easy. It's not. It's not easy. Not easy <laughs> at all. <laughs> but we're learning to make it easier. You learn Well, yeah. Hopefully. All right. Hopefully. Well, thank you, you beautiful bitch. How for... dare you? <laughs> <laughs> this is my version of sincerity. Um, thank you, you beautiful fucking bitch, for coming on for this episode. Thank the doorbell you. is ringing. Our pizza must be here. Did you order it? No, pizza? I didn't. I did. We have to go see who's With extra sausage. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us, Josh. It's been yeah. great talking to you. Hey, thank you for having me on. And I appreciate you. See what I did there? Because it's the Poe Appreciation Podcast. I, I'm pointing to the appreciation. Thank you for specifying. Yeah. All right. We got to get the door. <laughs> thank you for listening.